Hello out there to one and all, and welcome to the debut episode of In Ring Reality, the wrestling podcast hosted by a wrestling fan of 30 plus years who will bring you reality as he sees it on the world of professional wrestling, that being yours truly, Razman's Reality. Thank you all so much for joining me on this maiden voyage, and if you so happen to stumble upon this podcast and subscribe to it earlier while we are waiting approval on all other major platforms, I do thank you for that. Those prior episodes have been deleted, and today is the official launch date of the podcast, recorded on February 24th, 2019. Sunday, however, will not be the normal scheduled day of the end of the week episode. That will be on Saturday each and every week. The reason I'm recording this debut episode on a Sunday is just to be able to officially launch this project as I feel like I've been waiting to launch this podcast for ages. So the intended schedule for this podcast, as those of you who listen to other wrestling podcasts, we'll probably be able to put two and two together for is going to be Tuesdays for a Raw review, Wednesdays for a SmackDown review, Thursdays for NXT and NXT UK reviews, and the scheduled Saturday show, this show, which will be the end of the week wrap up where I talk about all of the major news in the sports that I think is worthy of talking about deep diving into a couple of topics from TV or from news during the week and answering your fan questions, which you can submit to me via social media at In Ring Reality Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or use the Gmail address In Ring Reality Podcast at gmail.com. Obviously, this being the first episode, we don't have any fan questions today, so this one will be a little bit shorter, but the companies that will be covered on this program are, of course, WWE, AEW, and, time permitting, ROH and New Japan Pro Wrestling. I would love to be able to cover all major companies and all independent wrestling. It's just a matter of what I can access and what I can't. So if you're listening to this main voyage episode and have any advice on how I can access independent promotions throughout the world legally, please be sure to let me know that information. As far as Ring of Honor and New Japan go, I'm not subscribed to those here in the States just due to my current financial situation. And of course, if they do have major shows happen, they of course will be in the news, the results from those shows, so I at least will be able to give my opinions on them. So the big story this week, of course, was the unexpected call-ups of NXT champion Tommaso Ciampa, now former as of this past week's NXT tapings, NXT North American champion Johnny Gargano, who lost the title to Velvet Teen Dream, Aleister Black, and Ricochet. This comes from reporting on various sources that Vince McMahon has become disenchanted and frustrated with the current WWE product and feels that none of his current stars are going to be 
mega superstars, end quote. Well, Vince, I hate to tell you, but the reason that you don't see any of your major stars, Becky Lynch, of course, included, because crowd reaction proves otherwise with her, but the reason you feel that all of your major stars right now aren't being seen as major superstars is because you and your creative team have not allowed any of them to become that star. So hopefully these call-ups will rejuvenate Vince's opinion on the product. Also, as of yesterday, now this hasn't been confirmed on all major resources yet, but it has been confirmed on some very reliable resources including Pro Wrestling Torch and the Wrestling Observer, among others. Reports are that Bruce Pritchard has returned to the company. Yes, the host of Something to Wrestle With and Brother Love himself has returned to WWE in a major creative role. So if that is indeed the case, we could quickly see a turnaround for Raw and SmackDown, and it's something that I'm very, very excited about. But as far as how I feel about the call-ups of Champa, Gargano, Ricochet, and Black, all four guys deserve to be called up, but the thing is, it sort of came out of nowhere, because what we saw on Raw and SmackDown was them just showing up on Raw and SmackDown with no notice, no build, and no continuity carried over from NXT. That of course came from what we learned later on, which was the fact that Triple H was not told by Vince that this was going to happen, and he was unaware and had to sort of maneuver things on the fly for his guys in order to have them presented at least in a halfway decent way on Raw and SmackDown. Now, the really interesting thing here is that we have two big pieces of information that's come out of this. The first is that these four call-ups are not really going to be considered call-ups anymore. The lines between Raw, SmackDown, and NXT are going to be completely blurred as these four men will appear on all three brands. And the NXT storylines that they were involved in will continue unabated. Now, if the four men are appearing on Raw, SmackDown, and NXT as reported, the easy solution will obviously be to at the very least have their appearances on Raw and SmackDown bleed into each other. If for some bizarre reason you continue to want to present DIY to Maso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano as babyfaces on Raw and SmackDown, you can easily still have their appearances along with the appearances of Aleister Black and Ricochet actually have storylines that bleed over and make sense between the two brands. The existence of all three brands as a brand that was very interesting and sort of confirms reports that we've been hearing as wrestling fans that the women's tag team champions, the Boston Hug Connection, Sasha Banks and Bailey will be also appearing 
on NXT along with SmackDown and not just be confined to Raw as they have been as single superstars in the past. So it looks like the brand extension for the most part is dead and we're just going to have NXT and Raw and SmackDown as part of the WWE and I'm not so much against this because I think it enables feuds to be fresh. I think it enables you to not really know what you're going to get from show to show and I've always been an advocate in recent memory for anyone that is a friend of mine outside of my media or follows me on social media you would know this that there should only be one set of champions anyway. Having the Universal Champion and the WWE Champion, the Intercontinental Champion, the United States Champion, and two sets of women and tag team champions has never made any sense to me. Having one title for each major division and having that star, that champion, be presented as a star by being champion, float on any show and viewed with anyone just makes them feel more special. With the recent star power and rise of Becky Lynch, and with the number one storyline in all of WWE, not just the women's division, being the build to the WrestleMania match between Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Raw Women's Champion Rowdy Ronda Rousey, and SmackDown Women's Champion Asuka becoming an afterthought, it appears that WWE may be heading down this route anyway. Could we possibly even see some way for Becky Lynch to replace Mandy Rose as Oscar's number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship? That's how her storyline suspension ends and that's how she gets back into the main event picture with Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair, thus allowing the winner of that triple threat main event match at WrestleMania to become the undisputed women's champion. That's something that I wanted at the beginning of this feud. There is now landscape and involvement with the current product that sort of lends itself to the possibility that that may indeed happen. So we'll all just have to keep our eyes and ears pinned out for this. I of course as a big Becky Lynch fan am not happy that Charlotte Flair is in the match on a creative standpoint, but I do understand WWE's thinking Charlotte is a main player, has been for a long time, and the presence of Charlotte will be able to make for a slightly better wrestling match as we all sort of kind of forget that Ronda Rousey is still young in the game and has only been in, in professional wrestling for over a year, so having her in the main event of your biggest pay-per-view of the year and having her be in there with far better women's wrestlers and Becky and Charlotte kind of makes sense. And it sort of ties an absolute bow to the last year that we've seen Charlotte and Becky feud over each other and get involved with each other's business as well. So everything works from that standpoint, but here's a way I have to make everyone happy. And I do believe that it was... Bully Ray slash Bubba Ray who originally said this on Twitter and I saw it and I was like yes this is how you do it. So on behalf of all fans I believe I can say that we all agree with Bully Ray in this aspect. 
make the triple threat match at WrestleMania between these three women in an elimination style match that will allow Becky Lynch to pin Charlotte Flair or make Charlotte Flair submit and end the match with Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey, which is what everyone wants. That way all parties involved are happy individuals. So that's really all that there was this week worth talking about other than Velveteen Dream and his win of the NXT North American Championship, which isn't a real big surprise because it furthers the Johnny Gargano character and storyline with NXT, also kind of freeing him up a little bit more on his now appearances on Raw and SmackDown. So I wasn't really shocked by it. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this somewhat shorter episode here today. One thing I didn't forget to mention as far as schedule for this show, of course, pay-per-views, whether they take place on Saturday or Sunday, will be covered on this show as well. So you're going to get predictions for all pay-per-views on Friday and also get review episodes for all pay-per-views on Monday. So again, your schedule, your regular schedule will be Tuesday show for Raw, Wednesday show for SmackDown, Thursday show for NXT and NXT UK, and Saturday for the weekly roundup and answering of fans' questions and deep diving into things on news and television. And for pay-per-view weeks, you'll get a Monday review show and a Friday predictions show. If anything major happens on days in between, such as perhaps unexpected opportunities for interviews and things like that, those will be presented to you as special episodes and just released throughout the week. So I hope you're all excited for this podcast as I am. Wrestling, as I mentioned, is my biggest passion that I have, and it's something that I've been wanting to do for a very, very long time, and I have some big plans for this podcast, not the least of which is the possibility of some of my friends being involved with the show, and one of them perhaps even becoming a permanent co-host of this show if he's able to get the equipment necessary to record, so you'll have to wait and see what all happens within Ring Reality as time goes on. You, of course, can subscribe on your preferred listening platform today, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and more. And if you would be so kind, please do leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as Even if you don't use them as your preferred listening app, they really do help the algorithm and spread the word about this program. And as mentioned earlier, you can reach out to me for feedback on this show and to leave any questions for the show throughout the week at In Ring Reality Podcast on Twitter and Instagram or use the email address inringrealitypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all for tuning in for your in-ring reality. And as always, this has been your Razman's Reality Check.